Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Hour number two, Fantasy Best Friends Forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. That's Frank Stample. I am Greg Sussman, joined today as we are each and every day for hour number two by the closer, Chris Bencher. What's up, Chris? What's up, guys? How you doing? It's your boy, the closer, your sister's favorite sportscaster. And, uh, you know, I'm ready to go. Ready to rock. Ready to talk some sports. Um, I did want to say I'm a little upset about the Pavetta thing. Sorry. A little upset. I'm upset you didn't trade for him yesterday. Did you have a moment of silence for his fantasy value? Um, you know... I think that it's really not that bad. I, think I would still stash him. I would I agree still stash him. Yeah. I agree with you. That's why I said, I said that. And I, and I obviously disagree, as we had talked mm-hmm. about last hour. Okay. Rangers and Angels is where we want to go next. As Mike Miner pitched a complete game shutout. Three-hitter. Walk two. Struck out seven. The ERA in the year sits at 2.60. We just ran through, Frank, the AL and how they're not very good in general, hitting-wise. Mike Miner, a little renaissance second half of last year. Rangers bring him back. He's our opening day starter. Obviously, has that prospect pedigree from long ago with the Bravos. Mm-hmm. Interesting, Mike Miner. I actually recommended him as a stream on my Patreon. So if you were uh, if you were there and you play in a daily transactions league, you were able to pull that off, uh, and you're you're feeling pretty good. Uh, but no, it was an awesome start here for uh, for Mike Miner. The underlying numbers, Greg, say that he's been uh, pretty pretty lucky. He's got a two point six zero ERA. His uh, his XFIP. It's 4.68, which is interesting. Um, the bat is really low at, at 211. He doesn't, he's not getting a ton of strikeouts, uh, just a 7K per 9. But I think more strikeouts are going to come for him because if you look at the swinging strike rate, he's 11.5%. It's above league average. It's, it's up from last year. Last season, he was you know, 9.9%. His first pitch strike percentage is up as well. So he's getting more swings and misses, yet his K per 9 this year is down from where it was, was at last year. Uh, that doesn't necessarily add up for me. So I think more strikeouts are coming for Mike Miner. Uh, I saw on Roto World that a few teams are interested in, in picking up Mike Miner, the Mets and the Phillies. So uh, if that were to happen, he could end up in a, you know, I think City Field would be a better location to pitch than uh, pitching in Texas. Definitely. Obviously, Texas is a, a great hitter's ballpark. Uh, I have some interest, you know, my bench pitcher, end of my rotation. I just, I don't think that he's a... It must add by any means. He's doing some nice things to start the year, and I think in the right matchup, like last night against the Angels, I, I like that matchup. That's fine. He's a matchup play. I, I don't think he's a must add though. Okay, hey, fair enough. Yeah, um, it's hard not to like what he did. You know, yesterday, complete game, shutout, seven Ks. I mean, but I'm I'm, I'm with Frank here. Like, I wouldn't say, oh, you got to pick him up now. I mean, I would like to see still a little more because we've seen. You know, Miner's been around for a long time. Uh, and gets injured a lot, and doesn't pro- produce on a on a consistent level a lot. So, so 
it takes a lot more for him, for us to buy back into him, right? As a fantasy community, I think. Fastball velocity is up for him this season, so that is worth mentioning, and he's using his changeup more. So, you know, the velo being up and the fact that he's changed his, his pitch usage a little bit, it has my attention. Like, he's definitely a guy that I would pay attention to. And again, matchup plays, Greg, but I don't think he's a must-add. Where are you at on, on Mike Miner? Like, are you dropping Nick Pavetta right now for Mike Miner? Probably, he is. I picked Mike stay on brand here, Greg. I picked Mike Miner up in the pit league, and I was willing to drop Nick Pavetta for him. But again, I had the empty roster spot, so I didn't. All right, so you would do it, basically. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's what you're saying? Yes. I wouldn't, but I understand streaming him in the right match. Staying on brand. Last night was the right match. For the Rangers, as Drew Cabrera, he's only batting 222. He's got six home runs now on the year. <laughs> six home runs. The OBP's awful at 283. Mm-hmm. But six home runs you can't really ignore from a middle infielder. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned, look, the 283 OBP compared to the 222 average. You know, if, if he's batting 250, then his OBP is, you know, right around 310, 320. So it wouldn't look that bad if the batting average were to come up. And I think it will. Like, we have enough of a sample size from Azdrubal Cabrera. He's a veteran player, but, you know, I thought he was sneaky during the draft season so because I. of his position eligibility, and he's going to play every single day in a good hitter's environment. Look, uh, you know, there's, there's a jet stream out in right center field. Uh, for, for Texas Rangers hitters. And, you know, as Drupal Cabrera is a switch hitter, but most of the time he's going to be batting lefty because he's going against right-handed pitching. And, you know, the, there's a wind tunnel that, you know, the ball just travels out to right field and right center field for, uh, for Texas Rangers hitters. He's in a good spot, man. And, and given the position versatility, you know, I don't think he's a free agent anywhere, Greg, but if you drafted him late, you're obviously pleased with what you've gotten. And I don't know if it's far off from what we're going to get the rest of the way. Like, if Asdrubal Cabrera hit 25 home runs this year, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Danny Santana got started at second base. Logan Forsythe at first base, kind of like you predicted yesterday, Frank. They batted 7th and 8th in this lineup. Uh, Danny Santana went over 4. Logan Forsythe one for 2 uh, with a walk. Elvis Andres moved up to the 2 spot. And you said it yesterday, Chris, that watch out for Noam Rosario. He's about to get hot. Uh, Mazzara was 1 for 4 yesterday, but I believe had an RBI double. Yep, that was an RBI double uh, in the first. Joey Gallo's gotten a bit hot as well as Gallo hit his 6th home run of the season. I know our guy Drew Digmeyer I like to believe Joey, Votto, uh, Joey Gallo today yep. from DFS as well. So Joey Gallo, OBP at 383, off to a nice start. If you can keep that average where, around where it is at 245, you're going to love Joey Gallo. Oh, yeah. You're going to love Joey Gallo. Yep. yep. And, and, and that's what I was saying regarding him uh, throughout draft season. Now, his, his batting average could fluctuate very quickly because he strikes out so much. But what I said about him was if he can hit 230 to 240, just in that range, yep. he's, he's a top 50 hitter. And right top now, 50 player. Right now, that's He's exactly a top where he is. Yeah. Exactly so if he can stay around 240, like that, you know, that's what sinks you from a roto perspective. Normally, you you can't take on too many guys who are going to hit below 250, let alone a guy who's going to hit around 200. Yeah. You can't take that on in a roto league because it just tanks your batting average. Right. He's got to have crazy power and so right. much. But again, if he's hitting 240 and hits 40 home runs. I mean, that's a huge step. Yeah. We're talking about, you know, 40 points of batting average. Yeah. It's a huge step and, you know, for, uh, for Joey Gallo. It'll mean a higher OBP and, a, you know, just higher overall stats for him. He's even better in points leagues, averaging 5.1 fantasy points in points leagues right now. That's top elite level. In your points leagues where there's no strikeouts. Where there's no strikeouts, right? <laughs> it's a, it's not the case that's in mine. extremely important to remember. Okay, yes. Remember that. I'm sorry. In, in a strikeout league, I guess you're probably missing a whole point there, you know? He's probably around 4, I would say, 3.8. But um, still... Listen, I was wrong about the guy. I think that this guy, I thought he wasn't going to be anything and was just literally going to fold away. Uh, but 
you know, if he could keep that up, it's an anomaly. It's rare in baseball to see a guy that can hit for such low average but consistently hit home runs and produce. Uh, that's pretty crazy. So, uh, you know, I'll give kudos. Shout out to my boy Joey Gallo over there. Since we're talking... Is this generation's Adam Dunn? That's what it comes down absolutely. to. Absolutely. Since we're talking about guys that... Pitchers that let you down last night and didn't let you down. You called Glass... You called Nick Pavetta before, potentially this year's John Gray. Right? The FIP guy. John Gray was awesome last night. Seven innings of three-hit ball, one run, walk three, but struck out five. It was a person that he was facing that wasn't so good. Do you know who that is, Frank? Yes, I do, Greg. It was, it was Nick Markovicious. Oh, oh man. Are, are you dropping Nick Vicious here, Greg? Nick Vicious, seven hits, five runs, four innings, only walked one. Struck out seven. Yeah, that's not bad. The, the walk and K ratio, seven not to bad. one, is still pretty good. Not dude. bad for, the, for, for Nick Vicious. Put your money where Sides your mouth is, Greg. Why don't you drop Nick Pavetta for him? We'll oh, do it right now. Is the matchup is. is he out there? Player? Drop Nick Pavetta for uh, Nick Markovicious. Nick Margavicious. One Nick for another. Love, oh, God, I love One Nick leads to another. You like that? What do you think of John Gray's performance and Nick Vicious's? Uh, John Gray, I thought it was a uh, solid performance here. He had uh, 13 swinging strikes on 89 pitches. And look, it's back-to-back performances now against the Giants and the Padres, both on the road where he's performed very well. Uh, he's got a near 60% ground ball rate. We always knew that John Gray can put it together, and you know, thus far through four starts, his ERA is two point four two, and his xFIP is his ERA is three point four two, and his xFIP is three point six three. So he's right on par. Uh, we've always wondered, you know, can the ERA be around where the xFIP is? And to start the year, it has been. But three of his starts have been in Marlins Park, in San Francisco, and in San Diego, Greg. I am not a John Gray guy, admittedly. To me, even more so than a guy like Tyler Glass now, this screams, uh, this screams sell high on John Gray. I agree I'm probably with selling him to uh, Chris Venture. I yes. agree with you. 100%. You're probably selling him to me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm higher on Gray than I am Glass now. Um, really? Before the season and now, yeah. Why? I'm still, I mean, I'm, I'm a Gray guy. You just love Colorado guys, man. No, I, I like Gray. And you like Marquez. And you kind of like Freeland. And I kind of like Freeland. I do. I, well, this year's Colorado Rockies, yeah. I never liked Rockies pitchers in the past, though. He's a recipe um, for disaster, buddy. <laughs> well, I'm not saying have all three of them on your fantasy team. That's probably a disaster. But <laughs> um, John Gray, I do like. I've always liked John Gray. I like guys that K people. You know what I mean? Uh, and the guy throws, you know, 98, 99 miles an hour for the most part. Like, uh, a guy like that, tantalizing metrics like that, you want him on your team. Now, I know, yeah, sell high because he could be erratic. He could get shelled. He's in Colorado at home. That's uh, a bad start always. Uh, and, you know, the walks might be an issue. But I think he's growing. Uh, I think he's been in the league long enough to, uh, to make a turn for the better. Uh, so I would be quicker to sell on Glass now, being a, a more unproven player than Gray and, and you know, hold Gray. But Greg, yes, I want to see what kind of trades are going on re- regarding Glass uh, revolving around John Gray right now. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's see. see this. I'm going to look this up. On, uh, on Yahoo. Let's see what we got here. John Gray and Miguel Cabrera for Julio Tehran and Rafi Devers. Okay, that doesn't really help anyone. John Gray for Byron Buxton. Look at that. I like the Buxton side. Yeah, I would, I would rather I have like the, the Buxton, Buxton side, oh, too. Oh, God, Greg. John yeah. Gray for Juan Soto. Who's the clown? Who did this? Who's the mouse in the house who pulled this one off? Who did that? <laughs> Where are you looking? I'm just at looking this? at Yahoo trades. These are just trades that are going down in Yahoo right now. Oh God, great! For Colorado last John Gray night, and Clint Frazier for John Lester. 
from the hitter from the hitter side of things. Nolan Arenado homers for the third day in a row. When a guy like, when a power hitter like him gets hot, he just keeps rolling. Three three days, three home runs now uh, for Nolan Arenado. A two run shot in the first. Garrett Hampson, Hampson baby hits his first career home run. Also stole his first base of the year, and it was clear a game plan against Nick Vicious and Francisco Mejia last night. They were going to run wild. Trevor Story stole three bases on the night. Garrett Hampson stole his first base of the season. Mark Reynolds even stole a base. Clearly, they were going to just try to run all night. They were successful. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Great news, obviously, if you own Trevor Story. And hey, Garrett Hampson batting that two-hole. He's got a hit in order to stay in the lineup when Ryan McMahon comes back. And when David Dahl comes David back. David Dahl expected to return soon. Tomorrow, yeah. potentially. Mm-hmm. Potentially tomorrow and likely the weekend. Like He'll be back before next week. So, with all that being said, Hampson had to hit in order to stay in the lineup. He's gotten a little bit hot as of late. A modest hitting streak now for Garrett Hampson. Has he done enough? We'll see. We'll see. I mean, he plays the outfield now. So that's After very important. He's a utility guy. He can bat, and this is how they use him in the spring. They use him in the middle infield. He can play second. He can play short. They can use him in the outfield. Very big. Uh, so, you know, he can do whatever is asked of you. And he's now, look at this. He's, he's started. Told two, you, modest game hitting streak, four, man. Four, six, eight, nine games in a row he started. And, uh, yeah, he's got, he's got that Seven game going hitting on. streak. He's got, uh, he's had, he had multiple hits yesterday. He had three runs scored. He had a home run. He had a stolen base. I think that was Beautiful. the breakout game for Garrett Hampson last night. And again, this is before they even get back to Coors Field. Just five games, right, in Colorado thus far? He's doing... Not even, I think it's only been two. It's oh, only been two games. You're right, because it's a three-game series and one got snowed now out. Now they're about you're to right. have wow. four games against the Phillies. Bombs away. Uh, too We're bad not. he didn't get to see Nick Pavetta <laughs> in Coors Field. <laughs> I'm sure he would have But liked, he'll see, even he worse, Jared Eikhoff, who's horrible. He won't so see, I don't want to see Jared Eikhoff's not horrible, and he won't see Eikhoff. He's horrible. Come on. He's not horrible. Greg, Garrett Hampson, if you guys had to guess what his his sprint speed, what percentile of the league does it rank in right now? Start the season. Where would where do you think Garrett Hampson? Ninety seven. Ninety fourth. Ninety nine. Ninety ninth percentile. It's Terrence Gore range. This kid is fast, man. And he can hit homers. Sneaky homer power. Not even in Coors Field yet. Yeah. So everyone's been asking, is he a must add, Greg? What do you say? Thirty four percent owned right now on Yahoo. So wait, we're owners of him, so it's different, right? Mm-hmm. We're not. We're guys who were worrying about dropping him recently. I was actually thinking about dropping him possibly this week, saying, "Let's see how he does this week," because I might drop him. And you're a Rockies fan, and so, you're thinking about doing that. right. I don't <laughs> think that Garrett Hampson is a must own. Maybe that's too patient of me. Yeah, that it, it, he's not a must. I don't think he's a must own. You? I think in roto and categories leagues, I'm interested, man. Yeah, I, I think in those formats, he's a must own because. For the same reason why people were drafting him, it, it's you know it's kind of similar to Pavetta. Obviously not the same because Pavetta hasn't done anything and he just got sent down. But you drafted these guys for their skills, their underlying skills, right. what you think they can be moving forward. Right. So, you know, people didn't cut bait with Garrett Hampson. And are we going to sit here right now and after he has his breakout performance and say that he doesn't, he's not a must-own player and they're about to have four games in Coors Field against the Phillies? I think he is. So I think the conversation... I think he is. But I think what you're saying is very different, right? Like, what you just said is we drafted him hoping these underlying numbers would come. Mm-hmm. And that's why Chris and I held starting, on... They're starting to come, yeah. Definitely. And that's why Chris and I held on to him. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't you want to pick him up before he really, really starts get, I think get depends, going in Coors Field? I think it depends who you're dropping for him. Like, yeah. I'm still concerned about playing time. I know he's played nine straight games in a row, but with McMahon and Dahl coming back, I don't know how that changes. But if he's performing like this, you're not going to take him out of the lineup. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Okay, you know, we, so we talked it. about Scott King early on. It's kind yeah. of a similar situation. It is, very much so. But it's even better because it's in Coors Field. Right. 
So, and, and I think the upside is just better for a guy like Hampson versus Kingery. They're not completely dissimilar players. They're not. But, They're not. But Garrett Hampson, I think, has a little bit... He, he, Higher speed little, upside. He has more speed is it upside. Yeah, he is has it, more speed upside. There's is no it, doubt about it. Is it. Listen here. I mean, here's a possibility, right? That McMahon and Dahl come back. Maybe it's Ian Desmond that loses his playing time. I was thinking that, too. To Garrett sure. Hampson. Uh, unless they're just playing him because of the contract. But if they want to field their best team... And Garrett Hampson's performing well. Why? Why wouldn't they start him over Ian Desmond? They might. They might. And they might platoon them kind of with Hampson on the better side of the platoon. Meaning he'll actually play more. I mean, like they'll they'll probably play left field, and I, like both of them center field. Well, maybe they play center field. Yeah, center field because yeah, Dahl's in like all right. So then you got they'll they'll split it. But like I think that Hampson will get more because he's earning it now. And if he stays like this, he might take over completely. Well, I think what you said is probably true. Frank, and that is, and obviously the name I haven't mentioned is Daniel Murphy, who's coming back too yeah. at some point. That's another name in this concept. so in May. Agreed. But all these names are coming back. I don't know. I don't think it's a must when, when we come back, let's let's go through a few middle infielders and figure out whether or not we would drop these guys for Garrett Hampson. Okay, we'll do that. And, and we'll hit on some other games, including Christian Yelich's nonstop barrage against the Cardinals. It's me against Frank as well. Stick around. More on the way after this. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 In this league I want to get into the graphic novels I want to get into the House of M I want to get into the Marvel Zombies said, I want to get into the House of M for two years I know. Buy it or don't buy it I have but Shut up about it either way I, know. I want to hear what's going on in that The next time you talk about it Okay, I will, let's, let's do I, that Yeah, I, I have to hear what's going on in the thing next time Do you know what the House of M is about? I know it's about Magneto, you told me this ten times Saturdays, 2pm Eastern On the Fantasy Sports Network And on your popular podcast providers Fantasy Best Friends Forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Frank Stample, Chris Venture, Greg Sussman here hanging out. Frank, you had a little list of some of these middle infielders you want to go over. Yeah, I'm taking a few questions in the chat, too. A lot of people have questions about Garrett Hampson right now. 
would you drop Alex Verdugo for Garrett Hampson? Cody Bellinger, by the way, returns to the lineup today for the Dodgers. Yeah. Also in the Dodgers lineup, Alex Verdugo today. So they're in the lineup together. Greg, would you drop Love your it. Verdugo, who you've been stashing, for Garrett Hampson? They played uh, positions. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. what? Just in a vacuum, who would so, you rather have? So taking a look at this lineup, I do want to note, once again, no Justin Turner in here who has battling ankle and uh, hamstring soreness. So... Once all the other day, he kind of came up lame running through first base. So he said that he hoped to be back in the lineup today. He's not. Just giving him another day off. Yeah, Corey Turner, he's always kind of beat. No Corey Seager in this lineup either. Corey Seager has the day off as Chris Taylor gets yeah, his Day game after the night game. Kind of makes sense. Wait, so Bellinger's not playing either, you said? Bellinger's Bellinger is in the lineup. He's playing, playing first. Second. Playing first. Okay. Yeah. Would I do? Would I drop him? Would I drop Verdugo for Garrett Hampson? Probably not. Probably not. In a vacuum yeah. for me... I think Garrett Hampson has more upside just because of the speed. Right. No, Verdugo is never going to give you that. Right. But he could be a great. Who would you hitter. rather have? Because I know you like Verdugo too. I do. I like them both a lot. Um, I think right now, because of Hampson kind of has, believe it or not, some sort of security in this lineup right now because of all the injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, also batting second every day. I think I'd rather have Hampson right now. Plus, he's also gaining that outfield eligibility, uh, which he already has in Yahoo. And I think ESPN he'll have soon. Uh, so he has more eligibility, and he has the outfield. I think I'd hold. I'd, I'd rather have Hampson right now, uh, but I would l- like to have both. Essentially, I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we got two to one for uh, for Hampson over Verdugo, but try and own both of them. Uh, a few other questions we got, Greg. Was uh, how about Brandon Lau? Brandon Lau versus Garrett Hampson. I rather have Garrett Hampson. I think he does a little bit of both. I just hate my man, Brandon. Lau. I don't hate Brandon Lau. I don't. I don't, I don't hate Brandon Lau. I'd rather have Garrett Hampson though. Yeah. Yeah, me personally, I'd rather have uh, Brandon Lau. Just, I, I think the playing time's a little bit more concrete, and he's been awesome. I, I really like what he showed me in the minors last season, um, and the Rays like him a lot too. He had a huge spring training. They gave him a contract extension. He's done everything he's that's been asked of him. He's hitting two eighty six, four homers, ten ribbies, two stolen bases for Brandon mm-hmm. Lau. So for me, it's him. Also, bats in a great part of the lineup. Yeah. Would you rather have Lau or uh, Garrett Hampson? It has to be Hampson. I mean, I, I drafted Hampson, and Lau's actually in the free agent pool in my home league. Yeah. So it looks like I'm the lone soldier there going with, uh, going with Brandon Lau. Constantine, Greg, our buddy, asks, drop Fran Mel Reyes to get Garrett Hampson. I would, yes. I would, yes. I would not. But I'm a big Fran Mel Reyes guy. We're really on opposite sides. Yeah, we're, we're on opposite sides. I like, I like Hampson, and I get it. Uh, they both can have uh, their playing time concerns, but I just think Fran Mel Reyes' upside is massive. He also doesn't have, well, he, he's been playing every day recently, but like, it's not guaranteed that he'll be in the lineup all the time nope. with that crowded outfield. Nope. Um, but they've been cold. creative uh, to get Fran Reyes in there, and he's yeah. been batting second too. And mm-hmm. again, he's you know, one of the league leaders in terms of where his average is and what his expected batting average is. His expected batting average is over 300. So he's making really good contact too. And I think once that starts to come, once the hits actually start to yeah. come, I think he is going to play more often than not. Yeah. Right now he's batting 224, so, yeah. you know. But, I mean, you know, he's a power hitter, uh, and if he does go closer to 300, that is great. But right now, I would go Hampson as well. All right, this is a little bit too cute, in my opinion. Someone's asking Garrett Hampson or Paul DeYoung. Paul DeYoung. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, uh, that's an easy one for me. A couple other ones that I asked you about during the break, Greg. Jose Peraza. He's been terrible. Jose Peraza's hitting 154, one homer, one stolen base. Mostly been towards the, the bottom of the lineup for the Reds. What are you doing with uh, Jose Peraza? Would you drop him for Garrett Hampson? Or are you just holding on in general? I think you have to hold on for right now, I think. 
Maybe. Coming from the guy who wants to drop everyone. <sighs> Not going to drop Jose Peraza? I would. You would? Yeah. I'm the, yeah. I'm with you, Greg. I'm not dropping. I would drop Peraza for Hampson. I'm not dropping Peraza yet. I mean, especially where you drafted him to. You probably spent like a... No, not that that matters a ton at this point, but you probably use like a 7th, 8th round pick. You think so? Uh, In what league? In in my great fantasy baseball invitational, 15-team league, he went in the 5th round. Wow. The 5th round. People were excited about Jose Peraza. I don't think that you could just give up on him. He is owned a lot, too, in uh, ESPN, 74%, but he didn't even get drafted in my league. Great, Colton Wong has kind of cooled down. You're dropping Colton Wong to get Garrett Hampson? I don't. What has Wong done recently? Um, cooled off. He's he's cooled off uh, quite a bit. <laughs> cooled off quite. Oh a my bit. god, he's been terrible. Oh my god, Frank, why do we still own him? <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Uh, Get a homer. Come on, Greg. Oh, five he's days. Still ago. got four homers and four <laughs> stolen bases. All right. He has two hits. A lot of that last came in, six, in one 10, series 13, against the Brewers. 15, 17, 23. He's two for his last 23. It's awful. All right, look, if we could find someone to drop him for, sure. Maybe it's Avasail Garcia. Is Garrett Hampson one of those players? Yes. You're dropping Colton Wong for Garrett Hampson. He plays second. Yeah, I think I will. That's, that's a middle infield swap. Yes. I agree with you guys. Yes, I, would, I, would. I, would make that, I would make that swap. I would have never picked up Colton Wong, and I told you this when we were talking about him, when he was hot. Ah, come on. I said it wasn't going to last. Oh. And it didn't. Venture, I got a question for you, because this is someone that you like as well. Yeah. Kettle Marte or Garrett Ooh, Hampson? Ooh, that's a good one. Kettle Marte's been great, man. Yeah. Uh, well, Quietly. the batting average has been great. He's 239, but four homers, 13 ribbies, two stolen bases. Two bags. Yeah. Overall, I mean, nine run squad. Counting stats look nice. Yeah. A triple. He's got a couple doubles. Um, I, I can't do that one. Yeah, I would. I would. Kettle Marte is the safer, safer play right now. Oh, Guys, let me. Brian Dozier. Get rid of him. Let me move. Drop him in yeah, heartbeat yeah. For Dozier. Garrett Hampson. Let me move on from Garrett Hampson, guys, because there's a lot more I want to get to over the next half hour, uh, including what Shane Bieber did last night. Six innings of four-hit ball, one run. He did walk three, but he struck out five. Tough Mariners lineup, uh, and the Indians come away with a victory. Uh, they look now. Indians are now 10-7, getting a little hot all of a sudden. Francisco Lindor hit a home run in his first rehab game last night. Things coming back around, and Shane Bieber doing his job. Yeah, Greg, a lot of people early on in the season, we talk about this a lot, uh, doing victory laps regarding uh, the, the Minnesota Twins versus the Indians. And I love the Twins this season, don't get me wrong, but I still didn't have them winning the division. Uh, I still thought the Indians were going to be really good on the back of their starting pitching. And I know they lost Clevenger, but you know, here we go. They're 10-7, and seven, and that's before they get Lindor back. Uh, you know, their lineup just is got just kind of getting back. healthy yeah. now. So, you know, they're only going to get better, and they're 10-7. and seven. So for all those people who are like, oh, the Cleveland Indians, they suck to start the year. Uh, yeah, where are you now? It doesn't look too good. Uh, but Shane Bieber, I actually watched a lot of this start, Greg. He really wiggled out of some trouble uh, a lot here, and it was mo- mainly because of the walks, which was interesting to me because, you know, he he's, do this is a guy that normally has really good command, but, you know, the first pitch strikes weren't necessarily there yesterday. Um, he threw 106 pitches, only 64 strikes. So 42 balls, that's not a great ratio. No. So I didn't think he was lights out, but he still fought through it against a very good Mariners lineup last night. Uh, the swinging strikes were solid. He had, a, he had 12 out of 106. So, uh, again, solid. Didn't blow me away by any means, but still almost had a strike up per inning. He gave you what you wanted to, but me personally, I'm, I'm always going to be critical of Shane Bieber because I hold, I hold him close to my heart, and I, I always want him to perform well. Of course. Uh, but I, I felt like he didn't have his A-plus stuff last night, but was still able to will through this start, Greg. Yeah. I, I don't think you should be too critical just because of how poorly a lot of you know, pitchers we hoped were going to be good this yeah, year. He's still got a 1.71 year rate. That's right? what I'm saying. <laughs> like, he's still one of the best pitchers in the league right now. Yeah. When it comes I, I in terms of this year. In, in high regard. Yeah. 
I mean, so there's nothing wrong with Bieber right now. I don't think, uh, you know, he, he's, he's surpassing people that, I, I don't know, sales is a big problem right He's now, done everything so. that, uh, that's been asked of him. Yeah. He's done, he's done everything that's been asked of him. On the other side, Mike Leake, six innings, eight hits, two runs, walked nobody, struck out four. I know everyone likes to hate on Mike Leake. He sucks. Yeah. He definitely sucks, but a lot of people picked him up for two-start weeks, and they might have picked him up because he was facing the Indians. And I'll say this. I think if you picked him up, have you're, you're pleased. You're, you're yeah. thrilled with this. No walks. Uh, the whip wasn't bad either. Eight hits in six innings. It's fine. Two earned runs gives you a quality start. I think if you picked him up and streamed him, you feel great about but shame on Overall, you. I don't think he's good. But shame on you if you picked him up. Because <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, if you're the guy on the other side who had to face him and say, oh, Mike Leak just pitched a gem versus me. Are you kidding me? You're pissed right now. This is what you want to do picking up Mike the season, though, is you want to pitch guys in the right matchups. Right. Now, it doesn't always work out. I'm looking at you, Spencer Turnbull. Yeah, there you go. Ding dong. Yeah. We needed you against the Indians. But I think early on in the season, you know, I, I've talked about three spots that I don't want to pitch guys in. Coors Field, Milwaukee, and in Citizens Bank in Philadelphia. So if you have to bench some of your back-end rotation or, or middle rotation guys in those spots, yeah. you have to find pitchers who have good matchups. And then you end up streaming guys that you don't necessarily want to, right. but they have good matchups. I guess. So, and Mike Leake, and you're right. If it's, that's how you end up with a guy like Mike Leake in your lineup. Especially a two-start in a weekly league. You know, There's not a lot of people pitching two starts every week. So on the waiver pool, you've got to find what you can. But Mike Leake's just an innings eater. I agree with you. That's I, all he is. I, I don't really uh, want to agree. An experienced innings eater, yeah. Rarely, uh, rare sight, Carlos Santana struck out three times in this one, uh, but did have an RBI double uh, to help fantasy owners there. Uh, Jason Kim just returned, stole a base. Sorry, Frank. I know you're, not upset. You're, you're upset about that. Uh, nah, but just being fair towards Jason Kipnis, he's been very good. Since he's returned, he's. I thought you liked him. You picked him up. I, yeah, but I don't like that he stole a base for my team because you know I'm anti stolen bases. Oh, right, right, right. right. Oh, oh, this is the pit league. Team? The pit team? <laughs> in the in the pit oh, league. Yeah, it's a head to head categories league where I I am punting actively punting stolen, stolen bases. bases. But normally, if you play in a roto league, you want all the stolen bases you can get. So I'm just kind of kidding about that. Uh, but Kipnis has been great. He has three hits in his first two games back. Uh, he had a run scored yesterday. Stole a base too. There you go. Right back in the middle of the lineup, Craig. Batting third for the for the Indians lineup. It's kind of been a merry go round. A merry go round. With uh, let's see who else is gonna bat third in the Indians lineup next. But in the short term, I have interest in Kipnis, especially in deeper leagues. I think he might be available in some fifteen-team leagues. Mm-hmm. How about that, Greg? Would you drop Colton Wong for Jason Kipnis? Yes, in a deeper league. Yes, Entra, what do you think? Yeah, uh, I'm, you hate Colton Wong. Yeah, I'm not. Not big. <laughs> I, I like Kipnis. I've had Kipnis a lot over the years. Um, he's got to stay healthy. Yeah, that's, that's, I, all that's always been the thing for for Kipnis. Because he's got some pop, he, and he's got some speed, obviously. You know what I mean? He could be like a 15-15-20-20 guy um, if he plays a whole year. Uh, but, yeah, listen, this just shows how big the lineup is, though. You're throwing Kipnis in right away to, to the three spot. They, they were hurting for some bats. And Lindor in rehab last night, I don't know if you guys saw this, but he had a he bomb. bomb. Absolute bomb. I saw he it. hit a moon yeah, rocket yeah. last night. It was, uh, it was going viral on Twitter. So yeah. He's getting close. I can't wait because I need him we're, badly. You know, right I think May 1st. We probably get Lindor by May first, maybe even a little bit before that. And hope so. You know, once that happens, don't look now. The Indians. Here's a good question for you: Who do I drop when Lindor comes back? Kettle Marte, Tim Beckham, or Garrett Hampson? Tim, they Beckham. all play the similar position. Tim Beckham. Tim Beckham, but Beckham's the only one that plays third. Do you need well, a third baseman? Need the third yes. baseman. He's, He's my starting third baseman. Well, that's, oh, that's an issue. Yeah, but the rest of my out. offense is absolutely stacked. So well, how about you trade one one of these other guys for away for, for a third baseman? Yeah, yeah, I might trade like a, a Tommy Pham. My outfield's oh, too stuck. Come on, I have to. He's Tommy the one. Fam. I have Bryce Harper, Tommy Pham, Eloy Jimenez, 
Um, hey, Eloy. Is it a, it's a keeper league? Oh, it's a keeper league. Yeah, it's keeper's league. Yeah, and I kept him in the 21st round. The last uh, round. You can't trade Eloy. Yeah, yeah, I got Byron Buxton and I got David Dahl. So I have five outfielders. I can only start three. I think once Dahl <laughs> returns, and he performs well in Coors Field. Trade him out. Given trade that, Dahl as injury prone as yeah. he has been, I love that. Trying trade as him. soon as he comes back and he gets hot again, I love Dahl though, man. Well, both him I and I think Fam's value is so high right now because he's doing great right now. Points like he's averaging over four. Yeah, but you know he's going to do that all year. He probably I will. I told you he was. I like which him. means it's going to happen. Oh, I Duh. drafted him because I know you, you sold me on him, Frank. I'll Frank Stradamus. <laughs> you sold me on him. But, like, I, I want to sell him because I know that I'm not going to get as much value out of Dahl right now as I will of Tommy Pham. I could get someone big right now, like a pitcher. I agree. You but you have, you have time until Francisco Lindor returns. Right, so right. I'm thinking about it. That's what I'm saying, yeah. David Dahl should be back either tomorrow or over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And they have all these games coming up in Coors Field where I think he can get hot. And if right. that happens, I would rather trade him away than uh, Tommy Pham. Okay. We'll wait. We'll see. Dodgers last night defeated the Reds 6-1. to one. Kenta Maeda 6-2 and two thirds. One run, walk three, strike out five, allowed four hits. Good start for Maeda. Not so much for Tyler Molly. Six innings, 11 hits. Didn't walk anybody. Uh, four earned runs, three strikeouts. Not a great start by Molly. Tough offense, uh, but not a very good start. Jock Peterson homered again for the Dodgers. He's eighth of the year. Damn. 380 OBP right now for Jock Peterson. This is what he does. This is what he does. And look, he's got to be owned in daily lineup leagues where, you know, you can set your lineup every day. Uh, you know he's not going to play against left-handed pitching, but he's a three-true-outcome guy. Uh, and if you play in OBP or if you play in points leagues, I know normally you want volume in points leagues. But with Jock, I think he's going to be he's going to be so good when he's in the lineup that he almost kind of defies that You think for so? a points league because he walks a lot and... He's either walking or hitting homers, and that's really good for points leagues. Yeah, I'm just worried about the slumps with him in a points league where you got you to carry him in your lineup, and I don't want him in, in, in for a week where if he gets into a slump, he's giving you close to nothing. Maybe well, the but, walks, that's about it. But. For most, he's you know your last outfielder, maybe your utility player. Yep. You're, mm-hmm. you're not really relying on him for much. You know? Right. You, you didn't draft him as one of your top outfielders. So no. It's yeah, kind of like what, whatever he gives you is just a cherry on top. Mm-hmm. So you probably just picked him up. Right, Correct. Right, right. We mentioned Verdugo before. He went three for four last night with three RBI. He's back in the lineup today, as Frank and I mentioned He's before. He's awesome. He is awesome. He's awesome. Let he this guy awesome. play every day, man. I agree. Are we, are, are we getting there, Greg? Are we like? We are. Getting are we getting there. to the point where We're getting there. you know, if they have six games, he plays four out of the week? I think so. I want to say yes, but I can't. I can't definitively say yes. There's a lot of pieces here. It's hard. A lot, a lot, lot of pieces. A lot of moving parts. Team. And you know, the Dodgers—they they like to do. Dodger things where, you know, they'll, they'll give everyone a day off. Yeah. You know, Muncy will get a day off here and there. And Justin Turner now a little Two bit in a row. nicked up. And, you know, it's, mm-hmm. they give Kike Hernandez a day off here and there. And they play Chris It's Taylor, hard to keep him out of the lineup, blah, blah, blah. When, when he's hitting this well, you know. What did you think of the Reds lineup last night? Joey Votto leading off for the first time in years. Uh, followed by Eugenio Suarez, Jesse Winker, and then Yasiel Puig, and then on down. What did you think of the Reds lineup yesterday, Frank? I think it has a lot to do with what we mentioned when we were talking about Jesse Winker last week. And what the, what the Reds broadcast told me uh, and made me aware of is that Jesse Winker in his career has done much better with runners on base than when he's leading off innings or leading off a game. So maybe uh, someone tipped David Bell off to that and they're trying to put him in the best position to succeed. And you know Joey Votto's OBP is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be over 400. But, you know, I don't own any shares of Joey Votto, Greg, and I... I think most people are at least slightly concerned about him to start the year. Yeah. Because now we have, you know, this is two years in a row now. Exactly. He's hitting 241, 735 OPS. He's not hitting for power. 
Is this what he's reduced to? He's just that's OBP leadoff hitter? I mean, he's gotten older. He, yes, I don't have any shares because to me, he was, he was a really hard guy to figure out. That's what we said. Is it age catching Coming up in. to him? Absolutely. Definitely could be. He's in, he's in his mid to late 30s at this point. So yeah. I think um, the power is definitely down. But Bravado? Yeah. He but had 12 homers last year. Right. The power, and I think that's uh, going to be a permanent thing for the most part. Uh, I don't think you'll ever see close to you know, 25, 30, maybe 20. But, but I like, think most, that's what most people wanted out of him. They wanted a good batting average and close to 25 home runs at right. least. I think you're going to see more like 20. And then, but the batting average right now is too low. That's obviously going to correct itself. Um, I'm actually trying to look for his Babbitt right now. I want to see what, what we're looking like with balls in play right now. Greg, for Jesse Winker, I just pulled this up real quick. In his career, all 120 plate appearances with runners in scoring position. He's hitting 330 with, nine, with a .936 OPS. So he wants to be in the middle of the order. So that's, I think that's what they're looking at regarding Jesse Winker right here. And I sure. think it makes sense. I can't knock it. If I'm a Joey Votto owner, I probably don't love this, though. Because it, it's, it takes away RBI. It suppresses your RBI. But it's good for your run scored. Yeah, but it'll help his run scored. I think overall, man, I'm just kind of worried about Joey Votto. Yeah, Greg. that makes sense. Oh, I thought it was the end of the show already. It's not. We got to talk about Yohan Moncada still. (laughs) We'll talk about Yohan Moncada when we get back. We also hit on Christian Yelich, man. Yeah. What are we going to say? He's really good? We say, yeah. We said this the other day. He's just unbelievable. He's going to hit 40 home runs. We told you that yesterday. Hall of Famer. (laughs) Cooperstown. Christian Yelich. Send them in. See you next. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to madesailors.com. That's madesailors.com. Make it rain. I hate to break it to Red Sox fan, but your team really does suck. The defending champion Boston Red Sox, well, they suck. I don't want to hear about velocity because Chris Sale took them out against the B team. And when I say B team, I'm being very generous, calling whatever the hell lineup that was by the Yankees. The Red Sox are in trouble here big time. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. The morning after. Blake Snell placed on the injured list after suffering an unusual mishap. Normally, whenever you hear mishap at home, they lie. Remember Brian Greasy? I slipped on the ice when I was shoveling. No, you slipped on the ice while you were wasted at a Christmas party. Remember Jeff Kent? I was washing my pickup truck, and I was standing up, and I fell back off of it. No, turns out you were doing wheelies on a motorcycle and crashed. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Another one of those block rocking beats. BFF's final 18 minutes of program. Ventra, Stanfield, Sussman, all hanging out. 
I love when you see catchers give signs and they have to go through five of them because the pitcher hates them all. It's great. I love it. You don't think sometimes they just do that to no. kind of mix up the, uh, the hitter? To keep them off balance? Like, no. oh, if they're taking a long time, like, I don't know what pitch is going to come? Well, you, saw, you just saw it happen. <laughs> Fastball. Nah! Curve. Nah! Go with the changeup. Let me throw a, yeah, a terrible pitch outside. It was awful. It was awful. All right, you, I wanted to talk about Christian Yelich, so we're going to do that next before we get into uh, what Eloy did because he's been ridiculous all season long as Christian Yelich, and it continued last night with his ninth home run of the season, his eighth home run this season against the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, it's all changed. Never leave. It's, it, it's all changed, man. He's just unfreaking believable uh, Yasmani Grandal has also been unbelievable. He hit his fifth home run of the season. Grandal batting over 400. I know we had high expectations for him, and he's a streaky player. But Frank, Yasmani Grandal is also a fantastic start this season. Yeah, and this is partially what we expected with the move to Milwaukee, hitting in Miller Park. Uh, he takes the one-year deal, betting on himself, and hopefully they can make something happen long-term here because having another catcher be this good for fantasy purposes it's just awesome. I would say as of right now, and I don't think this is just an overreaction, I think he's the third best catcher in fantasy. Uh, obviously, when Sanchez returns and Real Muto has been great too, I think he's the third best catcher. He might have even elevated himself into the same category as those guys as being the top-tier elite. Uh, Yasmani Grandal has been awesome. He's batting over 400. He's got 1189 OPS, five homers, as you mentioned. He's got 10 RBIs already as a catcher. He's been great, man. How about this? So I say he has 10 RBIs. It sounds good, right? How many RBIs do you think Christian Yelich has? 21. <laughs> well, you know he has nine, at least nine. He had nine home runs. He has nine home runs. So he He's has got way more nine. than nine. Greg is, math is his strong suit. Math uh, is his strong thanks, suit. guys. So, <laughs> I'll go 18. 25. Oh, God. 25 ribbies. He overtook Domingo Santana for the league lead last night. Wow. Yeah. Raking. If you want to hear more about Christian Yelich, listen to uh, yesterday's <laughs> he probably yeah. already did. That was like a whole we'll go segment. Go back and listen to it again. That was a whole segment of Yelich. Travis Shaw finally got two hits. He went two for four in the middle of the order. Uh, Jesus Aguilar had a hit, Frank, so that, that was helpful. By, by the way, I'd rather have Grendel than, than, than Sanchez. By the way. I'm di- like, I agree Sanchez is starting to annoy the, the hell out of me. Six home runs, though, right? Yeah, Gary Sanchez? Like, dude, Gary Sanchez was awesome. He's a me- but he's a mess. He gets hurt all the time. He does dumb things. Like I feel like he gets picked off at, at second base. Yeah, that doesn't base. affect you for fantasy. I know, but... Because of his bad fundamentals, it's going to get him, you know, out of the lineup sometimes. He's going to have to start DHing, which is good for him in the future, but as a fantasy player. But, like, I feel like it's going to hurt him in, in the interim. Like, he's already hurt. You know what I mean? He's already hurt. I'd rather have Grundle. He, he's more than, he's more consistent. You know what I mean? He's on the field. He's there. I can't, I can't knock you for it. I yeah. can't. I mean, me personally, I would still take Sanchez over him. The upside's uh, crazy, yeah. It's, it's probably close. It's probably close. I, I can't knock you for it. I can't Especially knock you for wanting uh, Grandal. Me personally, I would take Sanchez. Greg, where are you at? Sanchez the, or Grandal? Grandal for me. Oh, wow. Okay. Grandal for me. I'm with you. On the other side, start with Jack Flaherty, who we just talked about during the break, was a disaster for us. He's allowed nine hits, five runs, walked one, struck out four in two and two-thirds, his worst start of the season. Yeah, his two worst starts of the season have come That's against right. Milwaukee, and he had two other starts where he was quite fine, Greg. Uh, so, again, this is what I'm talking about when it comes to streaming pitchers. You're not streaming them against Milwaukee, but for most people, Jack Flaherty is one of their top three starting pitchers. So you just figure, I can leave him in the lineup most right. of the time. And I think most of the time, you're right. But against Milwaukee, I hope this is the last time he sees them this year. Maybe we'll get one other time against Milwaukee. But two starts against the Brewers, Greg. He's been terrible. And, uh, you know, the other two starts, he's been fine. And one of those starts was against the Dodgers, too. 
I will say this. Uh, in the inning where it all kind of blew up for him, I believe it was the third inning. Yes, it was. Um, he could have been out of the inning. He hit a uh, Ryan Braun hit a ground ball to Matt Carpenter at third base, which he just completely like fumbled over. It might have hit the bag, but that kept the inning going. And then what happens? Yasmani Grandal hits a two-run homer. Travis Shaw hits a single. Jesus Aguilar hits a single. Orlando Arcia walks, and then Brandon Woodruff hits a bases clearing. Uh, not basically, two-run double down the line, the pitcher against Jack Flaherty. So he could have got out of the inning, and who knows how, what, what would have happened in the start overall. But thanks, Matt Carpenter, for, uh, for effing that <laughs> for up. For botching that? You need as much help as you can get, man. When you're going against the Brewers, you can't make mistakes like that. You can't yeah. give them extra outs. Because almost every time it's going to come back to, to blow up in your face. Yeah. I'm just a little worried about Flaherty. I mean, I, don't, I, ha- I think I have maybe one place, maybe not at all. But... um. I just think that, like, you paid a lot for him and you're expecting, like, a really big breakout year here. And it's a little worrisome to see him get shelled that bad, you know? Just because Giving you zero. Just because well, it's, it's been two bad starts against the Brewers. The other two Yeah, just because he's been And he, did, he performed well against the Dodgers. The Dodgers are really good. Yeah, no, but I'm saying two out of four still, in general. You know what I mean? You maybe just don't play him against Milwaukee. <laughs> he's probably going to have two more, maybe two more starts against Milwaukee. They've played him 19 times. At least. Played him six already or, or whatever, right? Greg, what else is new? Michael Franco up with the bases loaded. All this guy does is come up with men on base. It's a joke. As Zach Wheeler obviously walked, losing a battle to Cesar Hernandez, which is, which is great. Yeah, which, you know, doesn't surprise anyone. No. This was my concern with Wheeler today is everyone in the Phillies takes pitches, and they walk a lot. And in the, Zach Wheeler, boom. In the battle yesterday against the Lopez, of Lopez v. Lopez, Reynaldo Lopez goes six innings of one run ball. He struck out five. He walked two. Your boy Javier Lopez struck out ten. His name is not Javier Lopez. Jorge, Jorge Lopez? Jorge Lopez. Javier Lopez is uh, keep, keep trying your, uh, your, your J names. Who's Javier? Well, Javier Lopez is a former reliever on the Giants. You're right. Okay. That's, that's not, not him not, here. He is a pitcher. So. <laughs> Jorge Lopez, 10 strikeouts, 2 walks. He allowed 4 runs on 8 hits. But those 10 strikeouts, obviously very, very nice. Yonder Alonso goes, goes 4 for 4 with his third home run of the season, which is awesome. Your boy, Juan Moncada, goes deep, not once, but twice, while Tim Anderson, your other guy, stole his sixth base of the year, Chris. Yeah. Timmy, um, Moncada, two guys I love on the White Sox. This is why I kind of like, like the White Sox a little bit, these guys, uh, and they're doing what I, what I hope they do. So I just hope they keep it up. Tim Anderson's obviously hitting for way too high average right now to keep that up, but I think he's going to be uh, a top 10 shortstop in fantasy. I think he's going to keep up a good pace the whole year. Not this hot, though, obviously. Power and speed. He's, he's got hitting over 421 with a OPS over 1,000. I remember the conversation we had regarding Tim Anderson. You kind of talked me into him, and then I moved him up in my rankings. Uh, there was a lot of people bullish on him mm-hmm. heading into draft season. He went 2020 last year. Seems like he's just getting better every single year. That is Tim Anderson. And, and he's great defensively. Uh, yes, and I was watching the both of these pitchers uh, in this game because I had a few shares of Jorge Lopez. I think, I think he's got some talent, man. He's got a lot of movement on his pitches. He's got a big 12-6 to curveball that he throws. He struggled with the home runs last night. He gave up two to Yoan Moncada, and we'll talk about that. Um, and obviously, uh, Yonder Alonso performed well against him. But he still had 10 strikeouts. The swinging strikes were there. He throws a, a power slider, too. He, the fastball sits 92-93, but he has a big hook. I'm intrigued by Jorge Lopez, man. He has a lot of movement on his pitches, and I think he has some strikeout upside that we saw in the start here. On the other side... Ronaldo Lopez desperately needed to start. I mean, even going six innings, one run ball, his ERA still sits at 8.84. So <laughs> he's just been a disaster to start the season. 
He throws really hard, but doesn't get a lot of swings and misses usually. A little bit predictable and uh, struggles with command at times too. So I don't have any shares of Ronaldo Lopez. I had him last year, uh, and he and he kind of burnt me. Uh, I, there's always a chance that he gets better because he's still young, but he just hasn't showed me enough. Uh, now, the big, the big combo here. Before you, before you do it, I gotta give it up. That Tim Anderson went over four and still is batting four twenty one. I think he was batting over five hundred entering. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, he's raking right now. Keep him while he's hot. Sell high, maybe. Because he ain't doing this good the whole season. I'll tell you that. He's doing what Entra. you want. He's doing what you want. Sell steal, my own guy. Steal, stealing bases. Entra. Yoan Mancara. Yeah, baby. It all comes down to this. You know what's funny? I only have him in one place. This is That's like me with Tommy Fan. So I didn't end up with yeah. any shares of Tommy Fan. Everybody was so hot. Like, I feel in our pit league, Blue it was on top of him early drafting. Remember that? Yep. Like, real early yep. drafting. I wasn't expecting these things. So I kind of got blindsided. With that. I wanted him everywhere, too. He's batting 333, OPS over 1,000, two home runs last night, uh, his fourth and his fifth. He's batting second just ahead of Jose Abreu and Yonder Alonso. Uh, and to me, the biggest takeaway regarding Yuan Moncada is the strikeouts. Yeah. And this is exactly what I said about him coming into the year. If he can cut down on the strikeouts, and I, and I was modest. I said, look, if he can sh- cut down 4 or 5% on the strikeout rate, if he can lower the strikeout rate from 33% last year to... If he's 28, 29%, then he'll be able to hit 250 with 25 home runs. That's what I said about him. Mm-hmm. But now he, he's lowered the K rate, small sample, only 16 games. He's got 70 plate appearances. 24%, 24% strikeout rate. He's down almost 10% from last year. And the results are there. Look, he always hits the ball hard, he hits the ball in the air. Yeah. You look at him, he's like a, he's a, a tank. stocky dude. He's a tank. He's a tank. Yeah. That's a good way to describe him. He's got power. 45% hard hit rate to start the year. I think he's legit. Yeah. I think he's legit. You know, I, I was one year early on Yohan Wankata, and it sucks because I had a few shares last year, and he let me down big time. But yeah. he's already got five home runs. He hit 17 all of last year. Yeah. So, you know, and, and the Fangraphs projections have him at a 240 average and 21 home runs the rest of the way. That means he's going to hit 26 homers. That's what they're <laughs> expecting. Nice for him to give you twenty five plus homers. I think the batting average might even be able to be a little bit better yeah. if he can maintain a strikeout like this. He might be able to hit you know two two sixty something like that in that range. So I'm glad you're on board, baby. I like it. We he's got doing Frankie all the right things. This is exactly what you needed to see from him. Mm-hmm. You know, lowering the strikeout rate. He's not walking as much this year. He's being a little bit more aggressive uh, in terms of swinging, but he's making more contact. So mm-hmm. if he was being more aggressive, walking less, but also striking out the same amount or It'd striking bad, out more. Yeah. I'd be really worried. Mm-hmm. But he's walking less, and he's making more contact. So it seems like he's taking a more aggressive approach, but he's also making more contact at the pitches that he's swinging at. He's not, right. you know, just, he, uh, he's not just the true, three-true outcome guy for, that he was, like, last year. Right. I think it was a sophomore stump, like, like we said. You know, like, I think he just had a bad year. It was his sophomore year. He's just, you know, it kind of crumbled on him. Uh, I think now the swing is violent, man. He's got a violent swing. Reminds me of, like, a Gary Sheffield swing, just so hard he swings. Uh, so you're going to get a ton of... I think he's going to break 30 homers, to be honest. I think he'll break it. He might be able to. You know? I mean, at this, this case year. right now, he's, yeah. got, he's already got five homers. Mm-hmm. This, this could be... And this is what I said last year. Remember, Florio and myself got into a screening match on the show last year, and I was yelling at him saying, Yoan Moncada is a league winner. Mm-hmm. He's a league winner. He's a guy that That's can... the upside, right? can hit, you know, yeah. 25 home runs and, and steal you 20 bases. Right. He has that upside. He still does, clearly. It didn't come to fruition last year. I 100%... Say I was wrong. He was not a league winner last year. Mm-mm. But can he still be a league winner in general? Yes. I think the answer is yes. Yeah. 
obviously. Sometimes you can't you gotta, write him off yet, I and mean, he's still so young. Right. You got to sometimes you get give uh, guys a chance a little long. Especially top prospects seem to get written off more sooner than other prospects, right? A lot of people did it with Buxton too. Yeah. And look at right, Buxton well, right he's not now. hitting for the power right away. He's but hitting well. He's 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 performing well. He's got stolen bases. He's got you know like three or four, I think. Um. So you know sometimes you got to be a little bit more patient with these with these top prospects. I know if they let you down and you got them in fantasy one year, don't give up on them right away. Uh, I mean, look at Hunter Dozier right now. This guy's a prospect years ago. Right now, he's starting to get it right, you know? I mean, he wasn't a top prospect, and that's why he's coming to light uh, a little more than other guys because we forgot about him as a prospect. And, you know, he, maybe he's, he's changed everything and he found what he needed to do, the mechanics he needed to do to get it right and be a productive fantasy option. Yeah, and Dozier goes over 3 last night, but he's, he was batting third in the lineup last night. Yeah. They had Whit Merrifield. They gave uh, Montesi the day off, but they had Whit Merrifield leading off, and then they had Alex Gordon batting second. So, you know, on most days when, when Montessi's in there and so is with Merrifield, Alex Gordon will still bat third. But if Hunter Dozier is going to bat fourth or fifth, a lot of those guys are going to get on base ahead of him. So, you know, that's part of the reason why I said I, I liked Alex Gordon. I don't love him. But the guys that are getting on in front of him, he's, he's going to have RBI opportunities. And, and they're really fast. So all you have to do is hit a single. And they're a lot in. of these guys are scoring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Quickly, we have four minutes remaining, so we're going to just jump around and hit on some things. Guys, just chime in. Jump around. Uh, just chime in if you're interested. Jose Quintana against the Marlins. He needed a good start. It's the Marlins. He gave it to you. Seven innings, shut out ball. Didn't walk anybody. Struck out seven while allowing six hits. On the other side, Pablo Lopez, five innings, five hits, two runs. He struck out six, Frankie. Yeah, I thought it was a nice bounce-back performance for Pablo Lopez. It wasn't spectacular, but five innings against a strong lineup, only two earned runs, uh, over a strike-up per inning. I thought that was what you needed to see from Pablo Lopez. I said last week I wouldn't drop him, and I'm sticking with that. Um, I want Pablo Lopez on my team. Jose Quintana, this is now back-to-back starts yeah. with seven shutout innings last time against the Pirates, now against the Marlins. Can he do it against tougher competition? We're going to find out soon. Sell high? It was, it was venture night because he's Javier Baez homered as well. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sell high on Jose Quintana because I liked him coming into the season. But, if again, this is kind of similar to Glass now situation. If you just kind of fell into Jose Quintana on your team, mm-hmm. and you didn't really love him, and he has these two starts back-to-back, then Maybe. you are probably selling it. Maybe, right? You're in that yeah. camp. But me, personally, I like Jose Quintana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't own him anywhere, but I would. Um, Javier Baez, three for four, yeah. Two runs scored. You know, listen, I mean, he's not going to walk, right? We know that. He's just going to hit. And he's going to have his 0 for days because, you know, he swings and misses a lot and strikes out a lot. But he's so powerful and talented with the speed and everything. He's He's going to give you production, even though it might be a little consistent in a day-to-day basis. You know what I mean? For the Braves, who fell at the D-backs 9-6, to six, Max Free continued his strong start with six innings of seven-hit ball, two runs, one walk. He struck out three. His ERA is a microscopic 0.92. The story here for Atlanta is A.J. Minter gets rocked in the ninth, blowing the save. Um, allowed three runs. It was a tie game. It was six. It was, it was a tie game. I'm sorry. Uh, blows the game still. <laughs> uh, six to six comes in and gets gets lit up. While Greg Holland walked about over struck out two for his third save of the year. Well, Robbie Robbie Ray, seven innings, five runs, four walks, four Ks. Robbie standard Ray. Robbie Ray uh, gives up a home run. Uh, actually, he wasn't standard. Not Robbie standard. Ray, no he Ks. Didn't, he didn't, he didn't get the strikeouts yeah. really yesterday. Only four strikeouts. Very quietly, Greg Max Free doing his best uh, Tyler Glass now impression. Absolutely. Yeah, everyone's talking about Tyler Glass yep. now. But they're not talking about Max Fried the same way. So uh, he's another guy that normally has struggled with walks. He's had very good uh, control to start the season. The strikeouts haven't necessarily been there, but it's just been quality start after quality start for Max Fried. Christian Walker, once again, is his fifth homer of the year, batting 294 still, Frank. 
Yeah. Walker. Uh, Reed hits for him. There. And Ronald Acuna on the other side. Six to four. Just stay hot, yeah. man. Stay hot. Two more hits. Home run. Six. Giving his best Adrian Beltre impression. Did you one see knee. the homer? One on the knee. knee. Goes down to one knee last night. That was Dude, awesome. I don't know how he paid that pitch out. It was like a sinker ball going yeah, low. It was super he low. He scooped it. Just like uppercut it <laughs> off the center. ground. It was, it was crazy. crazy. That's the power. That's he's the got talent. real power, man. For the, uh, last week, he was hitting 190. Yeah. Now he's hitting 327, he's and he's got six home runs. If you, you guys all drift in the first round, we all drift in the first round here. We bought it, and it's right because he's worth it. For the Blue Jays, Aaron Sanchez went six innings, allowed four hits, four runs, four walks. Struck out five. The big blow against Aaron Sanchez came out on Eddie Rosario. Three-run shot in the sixth, which cost him the quality start. I thought he pitched a little bit better than the line showed. Obviously, you don't like the walks, though. Yeah, this has always kind of been the bugaboo for Aaron Sanchez is he doesn't get enough strikeouts to mitigate the walks. I obviously was a big fan of Aaron Sanchez coming in to this season. And, you know, if he gets through that inning unscathed, then we're talking about what is the one-run run rather than, uh, than the four. He gives up the three-run homer to... Eddie Rosario, I still think there's a lot here to like with Aaron Sanchez. The velocity up, he's just got to stay healthy, gets a ton of ground balls. I like him. I like him too. A lot more baseball to come today. We've got a ton of games on the slate, and we can't wait to break it down with you tomorrow uh, with our guys from Inside Injuries. For Chris Venture and Frank Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. We hope.